At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Second hour of a numbers game presented by BetMGM. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel filling in for Gil Alexander. He's going to be back on Monday. Kelly, of course, alongside. Before we get to our expansion on the conversation around the NFC East, I was just yelling about a former NFC East quarterback uh, two seconds ago. We got a lot of energy this morning. You know? That's right. Pounded That's right. a five-hour energy. Uh, I consume so much caffeine. For me, it's like a two-and-a-half-hour energy. Oh, we are. When you and I are paired together, yeah, I, there's no show that matches the caffeine intake uh, the, of the two of us. The caffeine intake. What I like to think of is, our hair is representat- representative of our energy. Oh, Always up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one, right? And just our energy. Look at that. See, I'm a quick thinker. I'm a quick thinker, huh? Uh, I, I one time told my dad that I wanted to do, I was like in fifth grade. I told him I wanted to be a stand-up comedian. I was like, Dad, I think I'm hilarious. And he laughed at me. He goes, that, that is funny. Uh, <laughs> the ultimate dad joke. You just played right into the ultimate dad joke. Yes. Uh, my, my thoughts were shot down. And then, of course, uh, I think I've told you this story before, but then there was the the dream crushing. The, when the first time I had like existential thoughts about my existence were like in fifth grade when we took like these career aptitude tests, and it was like manual labor, farmer, like stuff like that. And I, I was like, never took one of those. I, I like, never wow. got one of those. Yeah. Like, do they still do? So they still do those at some point yep. in school? I, I never, I, mean, I never took one of those. I think so. It's kind of crushing to give it to like a fourth grader. Like all yeah, these, that, that feels I mean, very like, early. And I want to say, because it's not like farming is obviously a very hard task and yes. it's a very important job. So I yes. don't want to downplay that. But as a fourth grader who thought like I was kind of smart and wanted to get to like, like at one point I wanted to be, this is going to sound crazy. I wanted to be an archaeologist. You know what I mean? And so like, I wanted to do like smart things and like thinking and science and all that stuff. And then they're like, nah, according to this test, thinking's not your game, dude. <laughs> So, and all the people out there that are thinking JVT just wanted to be Indiana Jones, I, there's like a slight chance he hasn't seen any Indiana Jones movies. Um, I have seen the one, Temple of Doom, is that where he rips his heart out? Or yeah. tries to, yeah. at least? Yeah, yeah. Wow, you saw the first one, man. You okay. broke your rule for that one. But, okay? that, but again, I always say this, when do you think I watched it? When you were a kid, yeah. When my dad, like when my dad, dad made me yeah. watch it or something like that, like of course I'm not saying like, I sat down and watched the Crystal Skull. That movie sucked. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah Indiana yeah. Jones. Like, which one's the one where he shoots the guy with the whip? I don't mean everyone. I don't know. No, no. Remember, there's there's a scene. There's like an iconic scene. I right might be where, the second one. It's not. It's not the. I don't think that happened in the last. But you know, time where he's like doing all the theatrics with the whip and they're about to fight yeah, and Harrison Ford's like, I, I don't have time for this. Like, <laughs> by the way. Very realistic. That would be me in any action movie. But yes, I've seen I've seen that one. Okay. Um, speaking of 
I can't think of a segue. I was like, Rory McIlroy's whipping this course into shape. I can't go. You know, your segues have been awesome. They don't have to be awesome every time. That's okay? true. Right. Uh, yeah, with the Scottish Open update brought to you by Bananas. They're delicious no matter right. how you open them up. Uh, we got Ben on on top right now. He has 10 under par. He just started his second round. He's through four, one under on the day. Major movement in the morning. And JVT, there's nothing like waking up in the morning and seeing one of your guys you bet on have a great round and you yeah. missed every shot of it. Gerald Hatton went eight under this morning. He has nine under par uh, for the tournament tied with Tom Kim and Rory McIlroy. Rory out there on the course right now, three under through 10 on his second round. But yeah, nine just teed under. off on 11 right now, I saw. Yeah, nine under for the tournament. Uh, and then you have in the clubhouse at seven under par, Patrick Harrington, uh, Scotty Scheffler, Nikolai Hoygaard at seven under par. Brian Harmon, which is maybe the biggest surprise on here, is seven under par. He is on the course through six. Four under through six on his round today. Daniel Hillier, six under par. Uh, got a bunch of guys at six under, including Max Homer, Ricky Fowler, Sam Burns uh, in that group. I know Matt Brown has a bet on Max Homer, so he'll be rooting that one on. I know our friend Will Hill has a bet on Sam Burns, so he'll be rooting that one on. Uh, and over in Wimbledon, we are in the third set. Yannick Sinner up 5-4 over Novak uh, Djokovic in that set right now, but Novak did take the first two, so he's up two sets to nothing right now. Uh, third set action. If you're looking to get in live, Novak minus 900, Yannick wow. Sinner plus 550. And just a reminder, we got Alcaraz and Medvedev coming up here. Well, it's going to be about 45 minutes after that match finishes. But Alcaraz minus 235, Medvedev plus 195 right now. All right. I like it. Uh, set point number two here for Sinner, I believe. So I want to update at all. That's, that's my tennis lingo. That's what I got. There you go. I like the sport. I very much enjoy watching it. It's one of those things that, that if it's on, I will totally watch as much as I can. But the intricacies of it are something that escaped me. Like, you were fascinating me. We were talking about the difference in terms of, like, playing on grass and, and clay mm -hmm. and all and hard court and everything like that. That that Watching Wimbledon has been always fascinating to me, the concept of playing tennis on grass. Yeah, this is a pretty big action point right now. Yep. He just center just blew it. All right, we're deuce now break with it, him five it. four. Oh, man. Djokovic serving. Sorry, not like tennis break that jing like that that lingo. It looked like he was actually going to break his racket over his knee. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's that's what I wanted. I didn't want like uh, you know. I, I get that there's a uh, yeah. A he, term. he he went for the put away put away Djokovic forehand there and missed missed wide badly. Wow, Djokovic really playing to the crowd because uh, I I think I would try to fight everything everything I've seen from Djokovic as like a player. I think afterwards I'd try to fight him. Well, like, we, dude, you're annoying. We've Let's hit go. the point in his career though. Like, if you watch all these ma matches, we've hit the point in his career where it's like people are like we talk about voter fatigue. Yeah, there's like a Djokovic fatigue. So okay. any any time he plays. There's like more than half the crowds rooting for the random dude to beat him, like especially in early rounds. Like you, if it, we get to the semis and finals, it, it, usually there's smarter tennis fans that that turn around and start rooting for Djokovic. But I I think he's been dealing with a lot of that at Wimbledon, so that's why you, you're going to see him look at the crowd very often in these matches. Yeah, wow, look at this! All of a sudden, what down in, down in the? Uh, am I going to get this right? Down in the mat, no. Down in the game, 40-15, and all of a sudden, Djokovic advantage here. There you go. Yeah. Okay, cool. You got it. Yeah. yeah. All right. I like it. 
I like the eagle eye. No, no, you, he was down 1540. 1540. 1540, sorry. Yeah, you're right. Yes, because yep, yep, yep. he's on surf. I apologize. I apologize. It is, it is a good watch, though. All right, with that, we expand really quickly. We're talking about the NFC East, bringing in the Saquon Barkley news and tying into this. So I was, because, you know, you want to get prepped. You want to look at some of these things. I mentioned the Giants because one of the one of the win totals I had last year, Kelly, was the Giants over the win total. Mm-hmm. One of the easier schedules. I think they had the second easiest schedule by a win total projections last year. Dable's an awesome coach. But now all of a sudden, you know, this is a team that you're going to see coming. You know, some spots were as high as eight and a half for the Giants win total right now. You see the win total up here, seven and a half. And it's right in line with where they were last year. The worry is twofold. It's the thing with Barkley in that he's not going to be available once the season begins, Saquon Barkley. And the other is... There's a universe in which Daniel Jones, uh, for lack of a better term, turns into a little bit of a pumpkin when you're talking about the way that he played last season. On the surface, he was great. Or we'll call it fine, actually, as a passer. Overall offensive grade, 75.8. As a passer, though, a PFF grade of 70, which is not great. And a turnover-worthy play rate of 3%. So essentially, on 3% of his pass attempts, he was committing a turnover-worthy play. Overall, the turnovers and the interceptions were down, but those are things that tend to regress to the mean when you're talking about turnover-worthy play rate and getting a little lucky on those. The best example of that, by the way, is and it, it, it's Patrick Mahomes. Remember, not last year, but the year before, where Mahomes was going through that stretch of committing like a bunch of turnovers, mm-hmm. and everybody was like, you know, what's going on? Actually, his turnover-worthy play rate was identical to what it was at the beginning of his career. It's just that the turnover-worthy plays were actually turning into turnovers. Right. And you were getting a little lucky. Daniel Jones was the inverse of that, where the turnover-worthy plays were not turning into turnovers at such a high rate. So there's a universe in which he comes out, commits the same rate of turnover-worthy plays, except those turnover-worthy plays become turnovers. And all of a sudden, you're looking around and going, okay, well, he's he is a average to below-average passer by PFF standards. He finished 20th in PFF passing grade. Again, these are only one standard, so you just keep in mind, but it gives us an idea of what's going on. And if that happens, and if Saquon Barkley is not going to be available at the beginning of the year, and you're a team that the market has rated as one of the above-average teams because of how good Dable is – I think that all leads to playing against New York in quite a few ways, whether it's going to be under on the win total, whether it's going to be on a week-to-week basis because you don't think that a guy like Dable, as good as he is, is going to be able to match the market expectations for his team. But of all these teams in the NFC East, the one I kind of felt most confident confident on in terms of an angle to attack them it was the New York Giants after what happened with them last year. And look, their schedule this year is a little bit more challenging, especially that first week. I mean, or that first column through week six, and you could go all the way through the first few, but like yeah. when you're talking about at best coin flip spot against the Cowboys, yes, you get to go to the Cardinals, but then after that at the 49ers Seahawks coin flip spot at the dolphins at the bills consecutive weeks, this is a schedule that is going to present a ton of challenges for the New York Giants on top of market expectations of being an above average slash playoff team this year. I, I, w- I would say if there's anybody who is, who is high on the Giants, like let's say they get Barkley signs a franchise tag and whatever, you've been high on them anyways. That's a, this is where I always go through all the schedules and circle spots like this of, of, of the, like the, the chunk of the season, right? So like you're talking about, I mean, it is very, it is well within reality that they start off two and four or something right. like that. And if you're looking at that, if you were going to play over a win total, wait till that first stretch of the season and just get in live. Like this is that, like, like you said, that is a really rough schedule to start the season off. I mean, I would argue all the way through the bye week. Like it is just when you have a schedule that's littered with at the best coin flip spots almost everywhere, you're, you're asking for those coin flips to go your way at an above average rate. Mm-hmm. And that's just not something generally that will happen from you know a, a lot 
Now, it can over the course of a short sample size. Like the Vikings last year. Yeah, exactly. And so when you're looking at it from the Giants' standpoint, like, and I would even argue, like, when you're talking about everything all the way through the Commanders, because obviously it's a divisional opponent, the Jets, at the Raiders, at the Cowboys, at the Commanders, again, home versus the Patriots, a team that at the very least they're going to be power rated equally to. Like, that's just, it's a lot to ask for the New York Giants to come through this, I think. And have a winning record and get to the postseason one more time. As far as the other teams are concerned, I'll be quite honest with you. Like, I'm not entirely sure what I would do with a bunch of these teams. I think a team at the bottom, like I know a lot of people are very high on the – as high as you can be on a team like Washington and whatever Sam Howell is going to be. But we're building that off of one game, and that one game still mm-hmm. didn't grade out particularly well. But out of all of these three teams, felt as confident in taking an angle on the Giants uh, that I am at least looking at going into next season. All right, let's take our break. When we come back, we have plenty to get to. More win totals to uh, get through in terms of the NBA as those came out this week over at DraftKings. We can take a look at those. And uh, there's a division out there, the Southwest. There's a team that I have, like, a guilty pleasure about that we'll discuss. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. We all know the sound or the speed of sound but have you ever thought about the sounds of speeding if you drive over the speed limit there are lots of sounds that you might hear you can hear the sound of your vehicle crashing the sound of first responders desperately trying to save you you can even hear the sound of people crying at your funeral because if you drive over the speed limit you could do damage it's beyond repair one way or another speeding catches up with you paid for by nitsa it's a numbers game here on visa and the sports betting network i'm jonathan von tobel kelly bidlin alongside um last 45 minutes of the pro what's up if you bet the no on the uh, hole-in-one hole option uh, over Scottish Open, you have lost. Ooh. Nicholas Cosertz or something like that just dunked it in. I don't know what See this, this is. This does bring back a memory because I, 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 people would get all over me about a certain challenge that was posed to me many years ago, and I never said that I could do it, Right. The thought was that the probability – so to, to set this up. Yeah, right, whoa, whoa, yeah, yeah explain one. this. Come on, what's the challenge? So is the this cha- a hole-in-one so, challenge? Yes. So this came back. I want to set this up properly. So there was, you know, those Twitter things that, like, show up, like, the other day, the hard, and, like, would you rather have this or would you rather have yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. So there's a certain hole well, – it's, it's one of the downhill par threes at a certain West Coast, like, L.A. Uh, golf course. It's, okay. like, a very famous one. I can't remember what it was. But it's, like, I think it's pretty short. You know, what's a short part? I mean, there's several of those at Pebble Beach. Yeah, uh, I think it's a Pebble okay. Beach hole. And then I think it's pretty short. Like, I think it's, like, a hundred and – I don't know. 
Well, we 50? saw we saw it. What the uh, was it? The U.S. Open. They had the like an eighty-yard par. Yeah. Three. Okay. So okay. So then all right. So then one hundred like one hundred twenty is not unthinkable because that's I think what the thing was. Yeah, right. Yeah, probably. So it's downhill one hundred twenty, and the pose. The question was, you have I think it was like a thousand opportunities to hit a hole in one. If you get it, you get like a billion dollars, and if you don't, you have to spend a year at like you know what's one of those like crazy prisons or whatever. And without hesitation, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And so without hesitation, I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. And Matt's humans was like beside himself. He's like, you'd never do it. And I'm like, I'm not saying I can do it. I'm saying when in the world have you ever had an opportunity? You have 1,000 tries to get a billion dollars. When have you ever been given that opportunity? So, sure. Right. So the probability of me just getting lucky to get a billion dollars? Okay. Like, let me give it a shot. So that devolved into – we we were talking about it. Like what, what was we're it? Really talking about what we're really really talking about is not not like could you make a hole one. It's really how much would you how much is it worth to gamble on spending right. a year in prison? prison. Right, <laughs> a billion dollars, a billion dollars. I mean, I'm down. I'm hey, down with good for you, but man. Anyway, I'm not. <laughs> but, but so it devolved into, as you remember, so it devolved into, hey, all right, we'll give you like 300 shots at it at a par three out here in Las Vegas. And if you get it, remember, there's going to be a pot of money. Like everybody's going to put money in. Oh, this is great. We can join this in the park day when Matt finally kicks his field goals that we've been talking about for two plus years. We should do it. Because yeah. like the theory was everybody puts, throws in money in a pot. I would get it if I get a hole in one. And if I don't, I'd wear like some ridiculous outfit, like a tutu or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? While it's on the air. And I told Matt, I'm like, you realize I have no shame. And for the opportunity to just win a, like 3000 bucks from you guys. And if I don't, oh, you're going to wear a funny outfit. Like, of course, I'm going to try that. <laughs> but like right. people, people misconstrue my confidence in like saying, you won't do it. I'm not saying I can. I'm saying you're giving me 300 wax at like $3,000. And the only repercussion is that I have to wear a goofy outfit. Of course, <laughs> I'm going to do it. So we have to get this done at some point. Uh, I like it. So, all right, we'll, we'll just recap the VEASAN day in the park uh, bets that I know of. That okay. one you just spoke of, it is Matt Brown's field goals, if I remember co- correctly, 40-yarder. Uh, oh, he thinks he can make a 40-yarder. 40-yarder, yes. And oh, then, I'll bet and against then, that. And then he, this is where the heavy no action's coming in, is the uh, left-footed left footed from the old extra point spot. So what is, or, uh, what, what is that? Like a tw- it's like a 20-yarder yeah. or whatever, 21-yarder. Um, so Absolutely. I think it's 21-yarder with his left foot. Can you answer me a question? Yeah. Because you're, 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 you're much better friends with Matt Brown than I am, mm-hmm. although we are friends. Um, athletic background, what is it? What oh, sports oh, did he play? I, is, Matt Brown is one of the most annoyingly humble people on Veasan. Like he, he is a guy who played college baseball. Don't care about never that. Never talks about. No soccer. No soccer. Then he's not no gonna fo- do it. Yeah, no football. So I've got a buddy. Oh, I've seen him. I was like, so how are you? Like right-footed, we kind of know everybody would take their own right-footed approach, right? We've all kicked a ball at right. one point in our life, right? I was a kickball champion. There you go. So, but like left-footed, I asked him, I'm like, how would you do it left-footed, right? Like that's, you know, that whole. Would he do the old, the old like 70s thing where he just stands in front of it? Oh, goes, oh, he was literally <laughs> in here one day and showed me how he was going to do it. And he was like, I'm just going to use like the whole pendulum effect. Like literally stand still and like swing my left foot as like a. You're not you know, going to get strong. It, right. I'm like, dude, there's no way. Yeah. Like, you got to hit it on the perfect spot with your, your toes. Your hip flexors have to be like the, exactly. the, the strongest hip flexors in mankind. So the no that. action's coming in heavy uh, uh, on that one. And then the one that I still haven't done that's been talked about for like three years is my free throws. 
because that also started with Adam Candy and Matt Brown, where I said whatever Shaq's lowest free throw percentage was in a season, I bet I could beat that out of 100 free throws. Interesting. Okay. What do you think you could hit out of 100 free throws? What was Shaq's lowest? So that was a problem. I thought. I think I thought it was way lower than what it you, actually. You were thinking was. like forties, weren't you? No, I was thinking like. I, no, I. Yeah, I was thinking like forty, forty-one. I yeah. think he had a year where he was like forty-nine. Out of a hundred free throws, I don't know if I'm going to hit forty-nine. Yeah, that's it's a lot harder than you think it is. No, no, it is. And w- w- and part of the reason why I was going to bring up. So how many how many whacks do you get at the hole in one? I think we, the the number we established was like three hundred. Okay, so the other question—the other you, question is like fatigue. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. They were all joking at me when I brought that up, even about the free throws. But I'm like, you swing a club 300 times, the oh. arm fatigue is going to also, play a factor. The, the fatigue, and also, I'm not the best at golf. Let's just put it this way: I'm not going to be 300 for 300 on contact. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> there's going to be a couple of there's going to be a couple of practice swings in there that I'm going to go. Oh no, no, I was just practicing. I was just practicing, and not necessarily practice. So like, that's the other part. We're probably looking at 400 total swings on the ones that I kind of miss. It doesn't count if you don't make contact. Yeah, you know yeah, what okay. I mean. That's so, a practice swing. But uh, like that's that is part of the thing that's going to factor in. But overall, first off, the reason why I bring up because the sneaky athletic background. I had a buddy who, when they remember the outlaws that came out here, the arena football league team, they had open tryouts for a kicker. And I have a friend who's got a, like a deep soccer background. Uh-huh. And so he went out there and he did pretty good. And like, he actually, he, I'll say this probably should have done it, but they had like this old former kicker that they brought in. So the tries were a sham. They were just going to give this guy the job anyway. But I bring that up because as a former soccer guy, like he scuffles to clear 40, you know what I mean? He gets to that 40, 45 range. Matt, with no soccer background, thinks he can hit a 40-yard field goal? Yeah. You know there's a park. There's an open park down there in the north side that we could go to. Oh, I, I, I know. It would be very easy to organize and actually accomplish all of this, yet it's taken us multiple years. We're very bad. He, well, we and Matt, Matt's, Matt, I can't, like, I can't hate on him much. I have an eggnog challenge I still need to complete that I didn't That's this insanity. past month. But it's, here's the thing, JVT. Is there, everybody's doubting me. The numbers game audience is doubting me. But go back and check the video. I already did this on primetime action. Well, Somebody already tweeted it. Don't forget the egg. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I already did it. I already did the egg dog once. At least of all these things we're talking about, I've at least accomplished the one already that I'm set up to do again. So what's the eggnog thing again? The, I don't, the clock just got shorter. That was the okay. only thing. Is, is Gil, Gil gave me less time. But what was I, the whole overall bet? Uh, I had to drink. So what is it? The uh, The court? Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever the side court. Yeah, no, no, like in the in the skinny box. No, yeah, uh, no, no it would be court. like a half gallon. Okay, right? all right. Yeah, the half gallon. It was a half gallon. I think I had two hours last time. Ooh. I mean, it was painful, but I got it done. And I your think, guts afterwards think what, must have been. T- oh, God, it was like a brick for like three days. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's great. I, I, Gil's challenge this time around was it was an hour and a half, and then the mo- the money went way up. Okay. So that's, I was like, whatever, I did not I did it like in an hour 50. It's worth trying. Hey, least. man, I'm with you. I've also lived up to a bet. I did the hot dog thing with Jimmy Vaccaro yep. here. So I've done my part as well. I'm down to do more. Uh, I tried to. We, we called this one time the Hakeem Olajuwon challenge. I think it was Hakeem. Uh, he he had noted one time that he, I think, was it him in the, the McDonald's commercial dunking the uh, chicken nuggets? If you remember the old school commercial oh, way back when? Look that up if it was him. I think it was him. Also, but, 42% real quick while I have it in front of me was Shaq's lowest for okay. free throw percentage. But Elijah Wan alleged that while shooting that commercial, he he ate over 100 chicken nuggets that day. Okay. And so our our thing was like, all right, over the course of three hours, can you eat 100 chicken nuggets? Good. That was a good time frame because I was yeah. just saying a day, no problem. Right. 
but over the course of three hours, can you eat 100 chicken nuggets? I think I could. Yeah, I think I could. It's it's a gross thought, but I think I could. So you got a two-hour show. So there you go. And then we'll go (laughs) offline. We'll give you that time. I'll tell you what. It was a lot harder than you think it is. A lot harder than you think it is. Oh, I'm sure. By the way, we're going to get to the division for the NBA. That's yeah, yeah. We, we, hey, it's all betting talk. It's yeah, all, of course bet, it is. all these are all it's, V's and side all, bets. I was going to say, it's all V's and side if, bets. If anybody too. else knows of any more V's and side bets that need to be settled, I'll start putting it in. we got to put together a committee. Yes. we got to put together a V's and side bet committee that actually gets all of these, wrangles these things up, and gets these things done. It is the time of year to do it, too, not only because are we slow on, slow on sports, but JVT, Part of why Matt Brown catches so much heat is because he is, well, he likes the heat. He's a guy who complains all year round that it's too cold. And, uh, and uh, you know, the, the ball is going mean, like, to be harder to kick or something like that, and it's too cold for him to be I outside. Mean, when yeah. you're literally just skin and bones, it's probably going to be yeah, yeah, pretty I cold. I wish I had that problem. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> you're always going to be cold. I don't think you want that. All right, we'll come back. Yes, we'll get to the win totals in the association and uh, that team that I was referencing that I have a guilty pleasure going into next year about. Numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Got a lot of stuff up on the website. One of the best tools we have, the picks page. You can easily sort through picks made by VEASANT show hosts and guests. Follow your favorite hosts and whatnot and check out the top VEASANT experts leaderboard. See who's got the hot hand. Check it out. Introductory offer, 19 bucks. VEASANT.com slash subscribe. Quick uh, housekeeping. So I did look it up. Uh, so it was Hakeem Olajuwon. Um, McDonald's commercial, he was required to uh, dunk chicken nuggets into his mouth. Like, that was the concept mm-hmm. of it. Took 100 takes, five hours. So he ate 100 nuggets in five hours. Now, Kim Olajuwon. took 100 takes? Yeah. How did this take 100 <laughs> takes? Who knows? But a finely tuned athlete whose metabolism is probably running a little bit quicker than ours. Maybe 100 nuggets, no problem. We do have a challenge from downstairs. Isaiah Wrinkle says that he could do this. Oh, he's accepted. He's ex- I knew he was going to be chomping at the bit for it. And what are the parameters? What I tossed out to him was 100 nuggets because I knew he was going to be cocky about it. To 100 nuggets in three hours, I knew he would scoff at that. Okay. So I, I offered 100 nuggets in 100 minutes for $100. And only $100. And he immediately accepted. Wow. Snap. That's Snap hard. accepted. That's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're yeah, going to yeah. start fast and then you're going to start to slow down. Yep. All right, we're, we're doing this. Uh, actually, we might do that. Isaiah, prepare for that next Friday. Yep. Yes, I think next Friday would be a good day for that. Okay. And we'll have – do we have a camera downstairs? Can we just have, like, a nugget oh, feed? Oh, we can figure out something. Yeah, like, yeah, can we yeah. just have, a, like, a, a nugget, nugget feed? feed. Yeah, you know that. what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Like, we just, yep. like, panned Isaiah eating chicken nuggets <laughs> every once in a while, check in on the counter. <laughs> Isaiah Wrinkle, for those who don't know, a legendary director and graphics uh, operator here and also – I don't even know what his full title is. Director, uh, manager of the Gojo show that you see on DK Networks. So. Yes. Hey, ask Golik. Isaiah, ask Golik about this challenge. See yeah, what he says. Yeah, yeah. See what he says and if he wants to get in on this. He's probably not going to want him Some to do it. Some family bonding between <laughs> us and the DK Network and the guys over there like we had at the Summer League this time That's around. Right. Huh? That's right. <laughs> All right. So with that. Uh, let's talk a little bit about some more win totals in the NBA. I mentioned a couple of times uh, a, a, a guilty pleasure that I'm going to have next year. So, Kelly, I've posed this to you, and I want to ask in all seriousness if I'm crazy or not. I low-key kind of like what the Dallas Mavericks have done so far mm-hmm. in this offseason. If you look at the additions and what they were able to do, again, it's one of those things where it's kind of like the Phoenix Suns or the Los Angeles Lakers in that given the hand you were dealt, you did the most you could with it. 
And I think that's exactly what the Ma- the uh, Mavericks did here. Obviously, it starts with re-signing Kyrie Irving, and I get that that is the, the biggest hurdle. It's, is Kyrie Irving going to be available? All that. Yes, I understand. But outside of Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving being great, you still retain, you still have Tim Hardaway Jr. on this roster. I don't think it's similar to what we talked about these other pieces. Like I don't, I don't think in the grand scheme of things, when it comes to like NBA betting and whatnot, that the addition of Grant Williams impacts a lot of people the way it should. Grant Williams is a really, really good piece. He is exactly what they've been looking for in terms of a three and D wing option. He can hit three point shots. He can defend Tim Bontemps on. I think it was Brian Windhorst podcast had this ridiculous stat where it's like there has been like five players over the last handful of years, or maybe it was just last year that has guarded every position at least a hundred possessions. Mm. Grant Williams was one of them. Yeah. He, so he's, he can guard centers. He can guard point guards and he can guard everything in between. So he's a very vital defensive piece. He can also space the floor. They've got two really good offensive players in Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving. They have on their bench, Seth Curry. They have another good defensive piece off the bench in Josh Green. The center depth is a little bit better. Dwight Powell, Rashawn Holmes. If if uh, if Derek Lively, the rookie, were pans out, that's going to be something that really looks, uh, I think, pretty good in terms of their depth. Uh, overall, if Jaden Hardy, if the development of Hardy that we've seen out here in Summer League is real, that's another young piece that they're going to have. And, of course, taking some shots on some guys like, what if all of a sudden the Dante Exum that's been tearing up basketball overseas is healthy and ready to go? Like, I kind of really like what Milwaukee, or was Milwaukee, what the Dallas Mavericks have done. And if you throw into the equation, Kelly, the, the Grizzlies and their issues with John Morant and what's going to happen there, having not having him for 25 games, the Pelicans with a long history of not having Zion Williamson available for, you know, a, a adequate amount of games, we'll call them in a regular season. Am I crazy to think that looking at the Mavericks and going, you know, like over the win total to win the division? Like, I don't think it's that crazy for the Dallas Mavericks, even with the way the last season ended. Yeah, I think the I'd be much more interested in the win total than I don't know. I'm not as excited as you are about this team. I think the Grant Williams edition is great. I I think there's a little bit of a I'm trying not to let myself get overexcited about that edition. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. look, I think at the end of the day, we still got to think the Boston Celtics let him walk away and just walk away. And whenever a team does that, it always it, it it always gives me some kind of pause a little bit because I love him too. I love Grant Williams too, and I I, I don't really understand why Boston really did that. Um, in in what I guess yes, it is to free up some space to bring in Porzingis, but still um, they could have brought they could have figured out a way to bring him back. Um, I, I think there's a little bit of pause for me in that and. What I think you're saying is it's all true in all of their JVT, but I think I think the ceiling for this team is very high. Yeah. But I think the floor could be exactly what we saw last year, or or somewhere in that in that range. So I I don't know if they if they something you know something injury wise happens or you know we get more Kyrie holding out or whatever like that for some games. I think things could spiral quickly. I'm not. I think this team. I love Luka Doncic, and I love a lot of players. And whatever you think about Kyrie Irving, they still have two of the top 20 players in the NBA. This is still one of the best duos in the NBA uh, that you're going to see in Dallas this year. The The concern for me with, with with this team is, have we still figured out exactly how to put pieces around Luka Doncic? And I think that this is one of the best versions we've seen of it yet, JVT. But I'm, 
I've finally hit the point with the Mavs of I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get excited about this team until I kind of see it. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm not saying that it would be a non-bet, and, and this is probably a division I'm not betting at all. I gotta wait wait and see that team in action this year. I gotta wait and see the Pelicans in action this year. How's Zion gonna come back? What kind of shapes he gonna be in? Is he gonna miss more time? You know how much I love Zion. That's why honestly I'd probably stay away from this division completely. And then obviously the Grizzlies got everything going on with John Morant. So it really is, it's really an interesting division that maybe. Maybe I think if you were betting it before the season, the only way to go is is the way you're talking yeah. about. Otherwise, if you're someone like me, it's wait till you get in season and reevaluate things. But the Mavericks, you might want to actually bet before the season. My last question about this division. I feel like sometimes we let, and I, I think this happens in setting the odds sometimes as well, like narrative carries over into projecting out for some of these teams. So I bring that up because... A lot of people during free agency were asking the question, what are the Rockets doing? And there's a lot of, a lot of people were shocked that a guy like Dylan Brooks got money. Mm -hmm. Dylan Brooks has value, right? Dylan Brooks is a good defender. Dylan Brooks is a valuable NBA player. Okay. Yes. The last season ended wrong. We all remember what we saw last. There were teams that covered them and maybe the Rockets overpaid. That's fine. Still a good player. Fred Van Vliet, say what you want. He's a good NBA point guard. Did the Rockets overpay? Sure. But it's actually only 30 million. It's actually only three years. And by the way, team option for the third year. So it's actually not terrible in terms of what you're giving them because after two years, you could say, Sayonara, we're done. Are the Rockets really like I look at this and I see them on par with the Spurs, but you have a core of Fred Van Vliet, Jalen Green, Dylan Brooks, Alperin Shangoon. You have young pieces that I think could contribute. We talked about Cam Whitmore potentially being a rookie of the year. Am I wrong in thinking the Rockets are really going to be this bad? Like, they're really going to fight for only 30 wins this season? So, I think this this one's interesting because I don't know if – I don't know that I'm running to bet that win total <clears throat> over JVT, but the way – the way I might approach this is, is the way till more markets open up and if we get one of those, like, matchups, right? Like, if you gave me Spurs-Rockets matchup – right. Oh man, I, I'd be hammering the Rockets. Yeah, a one-win difference between yeah. the Spurs and the Rockets. That that's I, that seems light to me. Yes, I agree. I agree with that. And, and I just like, when you're looking at what Houston can potentially be, like there's a lot of pretty good pieces here. And here's we're not even attributing one of the bigger changes. He might be a creep. Ima Yudoka is a good coach, mm-hmm. and he's he's got now veterans on this roster that are at least going to help. You might not understand big picture what they're doing because they have a young core, but they got better. And the young pieces are still there and pretty good. And you can make the argument that there is some depth to this team that when and if a Fred Van Vliet gets injured or Dylan Brooks or these other, like you're replacing them with high end young pieces. They're going to take on some starting roles. I, I feel like we've gone a little too far with this. Like I understand if you don't understand what the Rockets did, but there's still like, this is still a collection of pieces that I think kind of fits and is going to be a little bit better than the market would think. Yeah, I, I think that the difference, I, I think there's two things of the, like, okay, if you want to talk about all the money they paid for Fred Van Vliet and, and Dylan Brooks, yeah, it's a lot of money. Is it too much money? Yeah, it's probably too much money. But those words depend on team to team, right. right? The Rockets had a ton of open cap space. So, like, the money really doesn't matter for them, the, what they're paying Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks. What you pointed out, the years on those contracts honestly matter more. But I do kind of agree with Drew. He said this when he was just on with us earlier it's a little odd to me that you're going to you're in a full rebuild mode 
And, like, a man in Cam Woodward got to be coming off the bench and backing up guys because you just went out and signed guys at the same position. Like, they should be starting. They should be starting. Like, get those guys reps ASAP. But not liking the long-term plan is not the same as understanding what the team's going to be this year. Correct. You see what I'm saying? Like, those are two different things as I hold up my little fists. All right, last 10. Let's get out of here on a high note on a numbers game. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with MGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you're going to earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus uh, bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. If you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM, log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Visit BetMGM.com for terms. Got to be 21. New and existing customer offer. Promotion subject to qualification and eligibility. Requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. They expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem. 1-800-GAMBLER is the number. With that, we do have news in Major League Baseball. As the day gets started, excuse me, the, the second half of the season gets started today. We are also approaching the trade deadline. First week of August. John Morosi. John Morosi. Sounded like I said John Morosi. Um, John Morosi reports today, Kelly, on his Threads account. Make sure you follow him on Threads. Oh. John's only got uh, 2,000 followers, so let's let's get this thing up. As I reported on MLB Network this morning, sources tell me the Angels' front office will consider incoming trade inquiries for Shohei Otani. The club is not ruling out the possibility of a deadline deal, even though the standard to move Otani is extraordinarily high. The team's performance over the upcoming homestand will be a big consideration in the Angels' ultimate course. At this point, this is the important part. You ready for this? Mm -hmm. At this point, many in the industry still view a trade as unlikely. Okay. (laughs) So what's the like? What is what's the point of of a report like this? Because here's the thing, like, and if you look at the wording of it as well, they will consider incoming trade inquiries for Shohei Otani. Yes, like people are going to call, and what is consider? Hey, we'll trade your prospect X Y Z and whatever. Okay. We'll call you, like, did they even say, call okay, cool, thanks. <laughs> right, thanks, yeah, Boom. we'll write that down. That's, that's considering, like, okay, thanks. We'll, we'll put it in the, we'll put it in the coffer. Appreciate it. But at the end of it, 
as I have always said, and I keep I keep giving Femi, uh, our host Femi Bebefe, crap on Twitter because Femi's like every time he tweets out that Otani is gonna like something Otani related, I just respond with he's not getting traded because at the end of the day, it's two things. The first of which is I keep saying this: the Angels are going to try to re-sign Shohei Otani. He is like there is a there are many reports that he would still consider returning to the Angels. Now, where that is in the pecking order of teams, right? If the Dodgers are way ahead of whatever, it's still on the teams that he would consider. By all accounts, he doesn't want to go to the East Coast. We'll see if that changes, but that's, again, by all accounts, doesn't want to go to the East Coast. So if you're, if you're going to consider or try to re-sign Shohei Otani, which the Angels are going to do, you're not going to trade him because you eliminate the goodwill that you're going to have there by trading him away and then going, want to come back? Like, no, unless you've got some sneaky plan where you're like, hey, Shohei, let's set this thing up. We're going to trade you away, <laughs> but you want to come back, right? Let's get all those prospects we could build around you. huh? I, I did find it interesting. I, I heard Jeff Passan talking about it this morning and him him saying that that there is expected. I, I mean, this, I guess this this corroborates this report, but. You know, it's not much of a report, right? Right. Like there, he's talking about. He was talking about. Hey, there's going to be a ton of offers going in. Don't know how interested the Angels are going to be. But he, I, I found this part interesting where he mentioned that there's going to be a ton of teams making legit offers for Otani that aren't even in the playoff race, just to hopefully try, basically give them a few months of recruiting opportunity yeah. of trying to get him on the team just to try to recruit him to come back that next year, which is, which just speaks to the level of where Otani is at compared to almost every other athlete. Think about that. Yes. But basically you're saying we're going to trade for the chance at trying to woo him. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there are bad teams that are, will give up a ton of prospects and money to go out and get a guy to try to get him to come back for the next year. Yeah. Like that is wild. It is, and he's worth it. Like, he's going to be great. He's awesome. He's worth every penny. But I just the, – the thought of him getting traded, I just – I don't think it's going to happen. I get it's going to be a talking point, but there are no indications that it's going to happen. Every report, like the one we just read from Morosi, ends the same way where many believe they, they're not going to trade them. Any of the other teams in Major League Baseball in this situation would not trade him because you want the shot that he's going to come back. Yep. That's going to be the thing. I think, and I didn't know this. I think it was revealed over All-Star Weekend that he actually, in the offseason for like two months, actually lives up in Seattle. Oh, really? Yeah, or something okay. like that. Or he's got something up in Seattle that he regularly goes to. So, like, when the people were chanting, what was the chant? Was it, come to Seattle? Yes, yes, it, that's what it was. Yeah, right? That's okay. what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it was. Like, so Which maybe there's something there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah well, exactly. So, I don't think he's going to go anywhere. The Angels want to resign him. Now, it is, as we talked, like, as I mentioned, you know, you don't know if things can change. This upcoming stretch is going to be important. They mentioned the homestand, and it's a big one. They have three games against the Astros, which start today. They're going to have another three-game set against the Yankees before wrapping that up with Pittsburgh. But those are two series on the front end for a beleaguered team that is riddled with injury at this point right now that is going to – they're going to have to fight through a really tough, a really tough slate. And then after that, it doesn't get any easier because you hit the road for Detroit, Toronto, and Atlanta before coming back for Seattle, San Francisco and Houston and Texas. Like that's, it's a brutal stretch right out of the gate all the way through August for the angels. So by the time you get to the trade deadline, you're going to be coming off of a series with Atlanta. I mean, that looks like a sweep on paper, mm-hmm. right? Going to Atlanta and getting your, your heads bludgeoned. Maybe things change, but I just think there's so many different factors outside of just baseball. 
Otani himself is like this ecosystem. You're getting Japanese money in terms of advertising and revenue and all of these sort of things. People are coming in to see him. What he adds to a franchise is more than just baseball. And I don't think a team like the Angels is going to just give that away. They want to retain him. And thus, he stays with the Angels. Yeah, I really I, like we talked about with some of those, some of the, some of the teams that might, you know, might be way out of contention, even making trade offers. I think it's that same line of reasoning uh, of why you don't trade. I don't trade him. Mean, at least I wouldn't. It's like if I got to eat that loss, I'll eat that loss at the end of the day. But I'm going to give myself every opportunity right. to try to get that guy back. Well, and that's why I was, you know, I think it was on Saturday when I was when I was pretending to give crap to Dave Rossin and Matt Brown. Like the thought of like, oh, uh, like it's 100 percent a given. Once the season's over, you're losing it for nothing. That's not true. What if what if he stays? Mm-hmm. You always have to ask that question. What if he stays? Because you, you can look around. You could say, man, look, like injuries were crazy this year. We were fighting for a playoff spot. Well, they're only four games out, too, by the way. So there's a reality in which they do it. There's a reality in which they buy a little bit of the trade deadline to try to make this thing happen. Right, so, yeah. you know what I mean? To try to, like, hey, like, this is an important year. Let's try to acquire some pieces. And they've quietly been somewhat aggressive this year. When injuries happen, they go get Mike Moustakas. They go to other pieces. Like, I think that there is a reality in which the Angels are actually looking to acquire some pieces at the deadline, as opposed to shipping off Otani. Yeah, the, the Angels' ownership just needs to step it up with, like, go full blue chip style and just, like, when Otani comes home every, like, night, there's, like, a new Ferrari in his driveway or something like that. And be like, I don't know how it got there. Right. Like, that's weird. It came from just an outside party. Or there's well, a, next time he goes to fly wherever, like, there's an updated new private jet for him, like, waiting on the runway. With his face on That's the way I would be handling yeah. it. Yeah. Well, uh, also, Artie Marini, the ownership needs to get in gear and probably just sell the team. Right, yeah. Man, when they, when it was rumored that it was Joe Lacob who was going to buy him, I was like, let's go. Let's do it. Get this thing in gear, baby. I mean, isn't this also the whole reason, though, he, stu- he stuck around? Is just to have a chance of owning a team with Shohei Otani? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> exactly. So go all in, man. Forget it. You, you can't say you're going all in if you don't go all in. Yep. All right, so that was I wanted to update that. That was a report earlier today. The second half does get started uh, with a full slate of baseball. With some pretty important series, too. You know, we did talk about this with uh, Adam Burke. You want to check out the write-up up on the website of vcin.com. Burke writes up these uh, best bets and everything every single day. Uh, but some of the big series are going to carry a lot of weight. And big picture-wise is going to be pretty fascinating. Is that Milwaukee-Cincinnati series uh, that gets started? Uh, Cincinnati's going to send out Ashcraft. Corbin Burns is going to get the start on the other side. But remember, Milwaukee's still an odds-on favor to win this division. And this is going to be part of a stretch. They played a series before the All-Star break. And they're going to play two more of the next four, I think it is, against one another. So there's a pretty good shot that this division is not going to be decided. But obviously... Solid steps are going to be taken over the next couple of weeks in uh, deciding what this NL Central is going to look like at the top. So these few series are going to be massively important there. Like I said, some other ones, too, that actually carry some weight. We have a lot of interleague series as well. But a team like Texas, that's the other one I'm really looking forward to. John Gray is going to get the start. Savali is going to be on the other side. John Gray is one of those guys that you have, I think, circled. Uh, for some major regression at some point this season. And the Rangers just absolutely stumbling going into the all-star break, ending on a, ending on a losing slump and losing to the Nationals in the last day of the first half of the season with a guy who's got some regression candidacy with him on the Hill and John Gray. Rangers are a thirty-three favorite here, some spots as high as forty. But this is a big series for Texas, who ended the first half on a really, really sour note. So I want to see if the Rangers, also because I have a ticket on them to win the World Series that I bet like two months ago, I want to see if the Rangers could get this thing together. <laughs> Selfish. What, what are they? They're like, are they tops and run differential right now? Or second? 
They're uh, still they have that massive, massive spread though. Yes, uh, let's see. They are them raising. No, they just fell behind the Rays. So the okay. Rays are plus one forty nine. They're plus one forty eight. Braves are plus one forty seven. Long birdie putt from Rory McIlroy on thirteen. He has a share share of the lead at the Scottish Open. All right, it's a fun week. Appreciate all the support and the feedback up on Twitter at Vsin Live. If you want to go and check out everything we have to offer up on social media at Vsin.com. Gil will be back on Monday. Have a good weekend. We'll talk to you on Live Bet Saturday at noon. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked. Game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco Cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked. Your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart.